Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do to drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're going to accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. So I started this podcast, gosh, over five years ago with the intent of really just having access to really smart people who are doing cool things. And now I am 536 episodes in. I have interviewed close to 500 people about their success, about what they do in business that's totally cool. And I know something. And that is success leaves clues. When you go back and listen to the archives of the show and you find an episode where someone is there sharing their path, their journey, you can't help it. You're going to pick up an idea, a theory, a nugget, a concept, something that you can embrace and take into your own entrepreneurial or solopreneur career and be able to make your business just that much better. So twice a week. Every Tuesday and Thursday, I am here, usually with interviews, although for a while, every Tuesday show was just me. I was doing uh, solo shows for a while. And then what happened is, is I attended the New Media Summit, where I ended up making contact with about 25 people who I ended up interviewing on the show over the last six months. But what that did is that put me way ahead. It put me like three or four months ahead of where I normally would have been as far as a backlog of episodes. So I just started airing all the episodes on Tuesday and Thursdays. Plus, the first Thursday of every month, those of you who are regular listeners know that that episode is always co-produced with the Austin Technology Council, and they provide one of their members to be the featured guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So between both of those things, I got way ahead with having things in the can. Well, I finally caught up, and I thought it would be a good idea just to do a really short sort of catch-up episode, maybe maybe just a where is Tom now, what is he doing? And so I thought I would do kind of a shorter version of cool things entrepreneurs do for this episode, just to kind of let people kind of know uh, what I'm witnessing in my own career. So I have now coming up on 11 years that I have been working for myself. Uh, it was April 1st, 2009, coming up right here on 11 years ago, when I got laid off from being the marketing director for a consulting firm. Previous to that, I had done business development for a bank uh, and also for two Amlaw 100 law firms, which are the 100 largest law firms in America. I worked for two of them as their marketing director for and business development manager for Austin and San, uh, San Antonio and Dallas. Uh, and I had a great run doing all of that. I loved being in services marketing. But when I got laid off in 2009, there, there were no jobs like that. They just didn't exist. So I decided to take my run at being a professional speaker. 
Now, at that point, I had already written several books. I was already being invited to speak at conferences and inside company meetings, and I just decided to go for it. And my wife said, look, I'll give you two years. We had some money in the bank. Uh, she said, you know, you can spend that money. You, we can live on our credit cards for a while to see if you can get a business established. But after two years, if we're not running cash flow positive, then hopefully the recession would be over and it would be time to, to go get a job. And it was about two years when I actually figured out how to make my way as a solo opener, how to, how to create my own path in the world. And I always like to talk to people because I know a lot of people who listen to the show, they, they have a job and they want to make that leap. So every now and then I like to remind everybody that I didn't make the leap. I didn't choose to go. I got pushed out and there wasn't really a lot of options. And sometimes, sometimes necessity, you know, is the mother of invention. And that's sort of, uh, I'm sort of grateful that I got laid off. I'm grateful that the recession came when it did. And that uh, I, you know, I wasn't starting from zero. I had already written two of my books. Uh, I was already speaking, but I'm grateful that I was uh, able to be able to go and pursue this because it really was a dream come true. Sometimes people ask me, they go, how did, how did you decide you wanted to be a speaker? So I spent my career in sales and marketing. And those of you who are in sales and marketing jobs know that when you're in sales and marketing, you go to a lot of conferences. The company you work for hosts conferences. There's all kinds of trainings and different things and different industry events that you go to. And I would sit in the audience and I would watch the keynote speakers. And sure, sometimes there were famous keynote speakers like celebrities, but most of the time it was just a business person who maybe had written a book who was out there sharing their information, sharing their point of view. And I remember vividly sitting in the, in the audience watching these men and women and thinking, oh my God, they have a cooler job than I do. I want to do that. And so the one thing I did is I started studying the business. Every time I would get the chance, I would go up and I would talk to one of these professional speakers and I would introduce myself and, and I would tell them you know, that I wanted to do what they did. And the truth is, some of them just kind of blew me off. Some of them were like, yeah, whatever, go, go away, kid, you, you bother me. But there were a few, uh, some of them very famous. One of them was a gentleman named Harvey McKay, who was a uh, best-selling author of something like eight books, who took me under their wing and told me what the business was about, <clears throat> showed me sort of, if you want to do this, here are some ideas. Because the one thing is, is that there's no one way to success in any business. If you really study people, no matter what industry you're in, you're going to find that the top people, most of them took different routes to get there and they had different areas where they were successful. So that's what I did is I studied a lot of different people who made their life in the business of speaking and uh, I learned from them. I took an idea here, a theory there, a nugget there because success does leave clues and so I paid attention. And then when the time came, I started doing it on the side. And then when I started doing it full time, I had a foundation from which I was able to build from. But even then, even then it took a long time. And I, and I can't say that even two years into it, we were making a lot of money. I was probably six or seven years in before I started paying off debt and really getting caught up to where I was uh, previous to going out to working for myself. Uh, and then, you know, along the ways you, you hit stumbles, you hit different things that happen. You, you, you've got some BS going on in, in your life. You've got some, you know, issues in your head where you're not totally paying attention to what it is you're trying to do. And, and you have a down quarter or a down year, or maybe a couple of down years. And I certainly have experienced that in my own entrepreneurial path. But last fall, I, I sort of put some of that behind me and started realizing sort of what I like about, about myself, uh, what I like about this business and how I could combine those things and really start to get the ball rolling to the next level. So as we roll into 2020, I am really optimistic about what the future holds. 
Uh, I'm still in my early 50s. I've got another 15 years, 20 years that I want to be doing this business. Someone asked me the other day, they go, what, what do you want to do in 10 years? And I didn't have to think about it. I knew what the answer was. I want my business to look just like it does now, but with more clients. I, I just want to be booked solid and I want to be able to be able to go out and share the messages that I have with crowds that are that are interesting and diverse and people who are you know hungry to learn. And so I'm fortunate. That's who I get to work with. Uh, this year, I've already done, I don't know, we're about seven weeks into the year. I think I've given eight speeches, something like that. Uh, I've spoken in the medical device industry. I've presented to a couple of law firms. Uh, next week, I will be speaking in the tour industry. And then after that, I will be speaking in the manufacturing world. Last year, I did a lot of manufacturing conferences. Uh, I feel very fortunate about uh, the fact that manufacturing is sort of the I don't know. I think it's the, the the salt of the earth of our economy. And I think we forget that manufacturing is alive and well uh, here in the United States and around the world. And, and these people who own companies that make things, uh, they're fascinating. So I've been very, very fortunate. And as I look towards what I want to do going forward, I still feel very fortunate. So what do I want to talk about today? Today, I want to talk about what I have always talked about. I mean, if you go back and look at my very early career as a speaker, I talked about people. I talked about relationships. But my keynote has changed over the years because the world has changed. Social media barely existed when I first was a speaker. And so talking about your network and your reputation and your brand and how you connect with people, it was a very different keynote 12 years ago, 10 years ago, than it is today. But the core to that hasn't changed. And that is that when you choose people, good things happen to you. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you're going to, you're going to run into situations where, you know, you're going to have some bounces in the road with people. I'm, I always tell people that not everybody's going to like you. Uh, and that's hard when someone doesn't like you, it makes you sad. I've, I've experienced that myself, but the power really does come down to when you're nice and you invest in people and you want to see them succeed a certain portion of them, not everybody, but a certain portion of them is really, they're really going to work to help you along the way. So as I've dissected the last 11 years of my business, what I've found is almost all of it has come from, let's call it word of mouth. It's not all directly word of mouth, but there's so much that comes through reputation and brand and people telling other people about the services that I offer. I mean, just looking at this podcast, as it's grown over the years, I've had the, the pleasure of meeting people who listen to it. And I ask people all the time, how did you find the show? And they always say it was referred to me by my sister or my boss or my neighbor. Uh, and so that's, you know, even with just growing listeners in a podcast, it's word of mouth has been a huge part of it. But my speaking career really has come down to what it is that I teach, right? I, I talk about how do you connect with people in this gadget crazy world? because it's more than a like, a link, a share, and a follow. But some things have really changed over the years, right? It's not just so easy to go out and talk. Things have gotten much more competitive. The internet has made everything uh, much more transparent. Uh, competitors who aren't any good can look great on their website. So you've got to make sure that you're going through life really investing in the people around you. And I've been guilty of the fact that when I've gotten busy or I've gotten just sort of mentally off track, that I don't make that investment. And when you don't make the investment in people, you'll see your sales fall off. I mean, I just, every single time when I see somebody struggling, you can often, often trace it back to the fact that they've let their relationships slip. And so I now call the keynote, the secret weapon, connecting with people in a gadget crazed world. 
because I think the secret weapon to your success is how you connect with people. And we have the digital tools. I'm not ever online dissing anything digital. We have all these digital tools, but it's how do we get back to basics? How do we get back to that human to human engagement that really matters? And so I'm going to just ask you a couple questions. Think about your own career. When's the last time you made a new friend? And I'm not talking about business. I'm talking about a real friend, someone who you've met, who you now regularly go grab a cup of coffee with, or you go running with, or you do something. When's the last time you, you really said, oh, wow, that person in our circle of friends who we invite to dinner, who we go to the movies with, when's the last time you added somebody into that? I think if it's been more than a couple of years, you're not choosing people. I think that, that we have such a habit of just getting caught in that little circle that we're in. So that's the first question is when's the last time you've done that? The second question is if you were to make a list of the 15, 12 or 15 people who you're closest with, is there diversity in your network? And when I talk about diversity, I'm not just talking about ethnic diversity, but there's age diversity. Uh, there's people who... <clears throat> come from different uh, countries. There's people who come from different political beliefs, different religious backgrounds, people of different gender. If you were to make a list of who are you closest with, like who do you confide in? Who do you like to hang around? Does everybody look like you? And I'll tell you, I'm a big fan of all these digital tools, but LinkedIn makes it really easy to find more people who are a lot like you because you're searching by who went to the same college I did, who lives in my area, who, um, who worked for the same company that I did. And I think that we're better when we're around diverse people. In fact, the studies show that when you have diverse people in your life, you make more creative decisions. You make better, you come up with better solutions. And again, I'm not just talking about if, you know, it's the color of someone's skin, but we have a big thing uh, where everything in our society has really pitted the generations against each other. I think some of the greatest things that have happened to me in the last few years is two of the people I'm closest with, two of my closest friends uh, are both younger than I am. And they bring an entirely different perspective to the world. They're at a different stage of life. So all types of diversity, I think, are really important if you want to move ahead. And then the third question is, when's the last time you referred a piece of business to somebody that really allowed them to get the deal, that they closed that deal? It doesn't even have to be in your industry. Have you told someone about the dry cleaner uh, in, your, in your local strip mall? Uh, have you referred someone uh, like in, I'm in the speaking business? I make a point to always refer other speakers to all my clients because after I give a speech, they don't want to have the same speaker next year. And I have a treasure trove of people who are awesome at presenting who might be perfect for that company next year. So are you actively promoting other people? Because if you believe that the secret weapon to better success and more opportunities, if you believe that all opportunities come from people, then here's the thing. Are you bringing opportunities to others? And if you don't know when the last time you referred business to somebody that led to a closed deal, you really need to be paying attention to it. Because here's my question. Would you like other people to refer you? Now, I've never had anyone say, no, Tom, I wouldn't like that at all. I don't want anyone to tell my clients or potential clients who I am. Everybody's like, yes, I want people to refer me. I want people, I want that, that to be on people's lips, that word of mouth. Well, why would they refer you if you're not referring others? Now, you don't have to refer the same person. I don't think referrals are a, a sort of this for that type of thing. I don't think you can refer everyone, and I don't think everyone can refer you. But I think part of this whole thing about your secret weapon is having a reputation that you're out there trying to help others. 
So this is just some of what I talk about when I'm, I'm you know, speaking to groups, but I think it's really important that we self-analyze because we get so caught up in this world of busyness, right? I mean, how many people think, oh my God, how many times do you hear from people? Oh my gosh, I'm so busy. Well, we all have the same amount of hours in the day and everyone's busy. Everyone's overworked. Everyone has too much information coming at them. I mean, let's face it. Just while you've been listening to this podcast, your phone has probably buzzed and you've looked and it's Facebook and you've probably clicked on it while you're listening and you saw that somebody you barely know who you're linked to in Facebook just ate a burrito for lunch. That's a distraction. I don't care if my best friend had a burrito, much less if a near stranger had a burrito. So we have, we're already so busy and we have so many distractions. We have to get back to choosing people. And one of the great ways to start is put your phone down, turn off this podcast and look around, whether you're in your office, whether you're in your home or you're at a coffee shop or you're out for a walk around the lake, you probably don't want to do this if you're driving a car, but uh, take time to notice who's around you. It has become so rare that people talk to anybody that they don't know or they don't have a scheduled appointment with. And it's so common, even at these conferences where I speak, I'll go to the luncheon and they'll have a table of 10 and everyone is sitting on their phones while they're eating, just checking email and looking. Nobody's talking to each other. We live in a more disconnected world than ever, ever before. We need to take the time to stop and notice the people around us. There was an article in the Harvard Business uh, Review, gosh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, by Dr. Vivek Murthy, who was the 19th Surgeon uh, General of the United States under President Obama. And Dr. Murthy uh, wrote an article called The Epidemic of Loneliness. And he talked about that in a world where we are better connected than at any time in history, people feel more alone. And you know what? I think that's entirely true. I think that is, I think without question, his research is, is the gospel. It's true. People feel lonely. So are we taking the time to see people? His research shows that between 20 and 25% of people admit to feeling alone or lonely some or all of the time. So that's one in five or one in four people. Look around. Somebody around you is feeling lonely. You can be the person who makes them feel less lonely. And guess what? When you connect with people and they feel that you've really seen them, that's where opportunities come from. So I just wanted to share that because it's been on my mind. I've been rewriting the keynote. Uh, I've delivered it to several audiences with sort of this whole loneliness and, and, and diversity piece in it. And people get really excited about it. So I just kind of wanted to update you on that because I think it's really important. It's, the, it's the, the, the core of the message that I believe in and that I want to share with you. So I want to thank the sponsor of this podcast. Now coming up on five and a half years, I have been sponsored by Podfly Productions. And Podfly, they take the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Do some of you want to start a podcast? I know that some of you do. Well, Podfly, Podfly, they set you up with the right equipment, the training, and the guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. They do all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. Now, if you want to start that podcast, go over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. All right, so I've got a couple of favors to ask you, and then I will launch you back into whatever you're doing for this day. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Favor number one, if you like cool things entrepreneurs do, go and tell a friend. Number two, if you like cool things entrepreneurs do, go over to the Facebook page or to Twitter and follow us at Cool Podcast. And number three, 
go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and subscribe to the show. I'm trying to grow the show, and the only reason people find it organically is if people subscribe. Every now and then, I show up in the top 100 business and entrepreneur podcasts. But if I don't get new subscribers, poof, the algorithm throws me out. So make sure that you're, you're telling people about it, you're putting it out there, jump onto your social media and tell somebody about this show. That's a huge favor. I know it's a big ask. I realize that with over a thousand downloads per episode, most people probably don't listen to the end and most people probably shut me off when I say, got a favor to ask. So no one's gonna do this. So you could be that one shining star in my day that goes and refers the show. Now, the payback for that, if you've listened to this point, and you've got a favor, maybe you've got a podcast you'd like me to listen to and review, send me an email. I'm Tom, T-H-O-M, at TomSinger.com. Uh, let me know. You can go ahead and ask me any favor. I'm not going to promise I'm going to do it because some favors are weird and uh, some are out of my area of expertise. But if you send me an uh, email and you say, listen to the show, got a favor, or favor because I listen to CTED, that's C-T-E-D for cool things entrepreneurs do, there's a good possibility I may just do it if it's something that is uh, within my realm of ability to properly uh, help you out because I think that's what we got to do, right? And uh, who knows? If you send me such an email and we've never met before uh, and it's an easy favor, uh, maybe we'll become friends. And that would be awesome because I think that all opportunities in life come from people and I just want to be around people. My uh, t-shirt that I'm wearing right now just says, be nice, have fun. And I'm using that as a guide in 2020. If I can't be nice and I can't have fun, I don't want to be in that situation. So uh, that's what I got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you tune in in a couple of days because we've got a great interview. In fact, I've already done the next interview, so I know what it is. The next interview is with a guy named Scott Shea. He is the CEO and the founder of Signature Bank of New York. He's also released a new book uh, called In Good Faith. And I think that that's one of those episodes where I'm like, God, I'm glad this guy was on the show. So uh, if you liked this episode and you listened to this point, I'll tell you what, tune in in a couple of days and hear the episode with Scott Shea and you will be thrilled that you did. All right, we're going to be back in a couple of days. Uh, make sure that you're out there with your ladder against the right wall, that uh, you're being nice and you're having fun and that you're trying new things. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.